Welcome back to my quarter life crisis, the 20 something podcast. Guess who's back? Back again. Ooh, good one. QLC's back. Hey, tell a friend. Hey. Your name's good for that. Carol's back. <laughs> Singing again. <laughs> Howdy, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? You're not congested, so we are on the up and up. Who's to say? My allergies have been funky with all this back and forth and the weather and the wind. God, I can't catch a break. Well, at least we can, you know, the sinuses are cleared up relatively this week. I'm doing okay right now. (laughs) By the time I leave here, it could be different. Who fucking knows? How was your week? My week was very good. First things first is I saw Post Malone on Friday, and that was my first time seeing Post Malone. I'm about to pull up. Exactly. I did pull up. <laughs> I pulled up. I've seen Posty too. And that's why I was kind of worried. Why? Because didn't you say that when you saw Posty, he was like sloshed and it wasn't very good? No. Someone has told me that. No, I saw Posty. At Posty Fest, right? Or no? Yeah. Like, I think it was the first one. That was when we still lived in our first house. Hmm. Um, so that was before I was even pregnant, had kids, anything. So it's been like a while ago. But no, there was a period of time where there were these videos of Posty just acting weird and like yeah. looking completely sloshed on stage. And I, re- I think we probably talked about it then, but that wasn't my experience seeing him. Air. <laughs> well, my experience was really good. He was up there for a long time. Yeah. Like he sang a lot and his guest was Roddy Rich. So we also got a relatively popular opener as well. And he did really well, too. And you know what? Hot take. Post Malone did confirm that he indeed has a daughter. And he just... Did we know that? It's been rumored that he has a child, but like... No, he definitely had a child. But Did we know it was a daughter? I don't think so. Hmm. There was never any, like, confirmation, really. So he subtly mentioned that he was now comfortable raising his daughter, et cetera, et cetera. What was the context of that? You sent that to me. I honestly don't know. I need to (laughs) re-listen to the clip. But, I mean, he was just really, you could tell he was just excited to be back because he said he hadn't performed in DFW in, like, three years because of COVID. And he was just kind of, like, it was kind of a full circle moment, I think, for him because he just kept saying, like, I'm just so thankful for everybody. Like, it's crazy. Like, he's our age, basically. We grew up 15 minutes down the road from him. Like, we know, I know somebody that, like, went to high school with him. Preston swears that he played beer pong with him at a party one time in high school. I call bullshit. I'm gonna need some pics for proof on that one. Malone worked at Chicken Express in South Lake, Texas. Did he? Yes. You didn't know know that? that? No. I see his picture from, like, the Grapevine dog shelter circulate on my (laughs) Facebook, like, every few years. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, whenever he came out with his, like, Crocs collab maybe two years ago, he brought a lot of free pairs for just people in, like, the area, and they had them at that Chicken Express in South Lake. Funny. Isn't it so wild, though? Like, so say he graduated in 2018, or no, sorry, 2014 or 2015 from high school. Mm -hmm. It hasn't even been 10 years, and, like how much his life has truly changed. It's crazy. Because I remember hearing about Post Malone kind of maybe in the very beginning of college, like, oh, have you heard this song, White Iverson? (laughs) And that was kind of like the first thing I had heard of Post Malone. And then here we are. Do you want to know the very first time I heard of Post Malone? Yes. Was it from (laughs) Preston? No, it was from you. Really? 
I guess I hadn't heard his name at that point, but I didn't recognize like what song was his. Uh-huh. And it was when Congratulations came out and was really big. And one night you and me went out. I think it may have been a ASC thing, uh-huh. question mark. But you and me went out to Hurricane Harry's oh, God. in College Station, Texas. And I don't think it was Eric at this point yet. I think it was like another guy that you were talking to at the time that mm-hmm. was just acting all kinds of ways. And so I think... <laughs> We so I remember the music in the bar was just sucking ass, and so you turned on congratulations on your phone, and we were listening to it in our ears, just like doing our own thing in the corner. And then that was the night where like we were really trifling, and I took that video of you like walking super cute. If I were to show it to you, this is not ringing a single bell. What video do I look super cute? I'd love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to post it. I'd love to see myself looking cute and snatched. So we were just like in this bar listening to Post Malone in like the corner by ourselves. And then we left and it was like, take this like really cute video of me essentially like Mm -hmm. so I can post it and make this guy jealous. And you were walking and you like turned and you were just like so cute. And I was like, oh, my God, are you a model? Damn, I want to see this video. I'll find it. It's in my snap memories. I forgot about that. That's my first instance of Post Malone. Well, I'm so glad that I introduced you to Post Malone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we went to Post Malone. That was a grot Tim. And now I'm even more excited because we're going to Lizzo this Friday. I'm so excited. You know the craziest shit? What? I texted Alexis when we were there and I said, what section is our where our seat's in? Oh, is it where you were? The same section and the same row. Cool. Are the they good? S- where it's like right on the side of the stage, like at the very top. But yeah. it's fine. Like it could be way worse. But I was just like, what in the world? Like Literally, that's out of where I'm thousands sitting. Thousands of seats. It was a spooky moment for sure. Spooky. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay, well, I'll be back here in like six days. So then we went to the state fair yesterday in an unexpected turn of events. Wasn't expecting to go there, but we did. I have not one ounce of desire to go to the fair this year. Really? Mm-mm. So I, my mom swears that I've gone as a child, but I don't have any memories. So I really think that last year was the first time I had ever gone. And we didn't plan on going. We went to a John Mayer concert and it was at that, um, is it Jexa that's right there by the fair? Yes. So we were like, well, shit, we, should we just go? Because it was like right there and it was like nine o'clock and we we're like, there's still time. So we just went, but like everything was closed, like all the animal stuff, you couldn't see them and it was all kind of shutting down. And so, I had been thinking in the back of my head, I want to go back to the fair, but like when I can actually like see the animals and all those things. So it was a perfect time. We just went maybe at like four or five o'clock. So we got there. Sun was already going down. It really wasn't too crazy. I got to see all the animals, the pigs. They're huge. (laughs) There's this one pig. I swear (laughs) to God, it was like a sumo wrestler laying down. (laughs) It was thick 30. Huge. But I had a great time. We saw a little rodeo. The the more I'm around things like that, the more I realize I am so not cultured when it comes to like country, country things, like the farming things. It was wild. I mean, the farming for sure. Like these people were hopping off horses and catching these baby cows and tackling them. Mm Mm-hmm. I never heard of that. I don't ever want to partake, but I will see the cows up close. Those cows, some of them are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did you get that pretty? <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I had a good time. I had some fried Oreos. I could not imagine bringing children there. I would be a 
mess. But no, it was really fun. I have no desire. There's just been so much shady shit going on at the fair this year. There was a shooting like a couple weeks ago. I heard that, but then right after the Dallas police said like, no, there wasn't a shooting. I do care about Has that. anybody actually seen footage or anything of the supposed shooting? I don't know. I haven't. But it's just stuff like that. And I just feel like I would be so overstimulated so fast, especially taking kids. Like, I feel like my head would just be on a swivel the entire time. And there's so many people. Literally, we went to Walmart yesterday, the four of us. And I was like, I got to get out of here. There are so many people. There is too much going on. I just feel in the way. Like, I imagine the fair is probably that times a thousand. And it's expensive as fuck. If I was going to take kids, I would definitely have to go on a week day Mm because it was like a lot yeah a lot lot but you know what and the beer's like 13 bucks really Uh uh-huh i don't know i'm just a negative nancy but i was like it's not for us this year the way my puck is looking like just all of it i'm glad you enjoyed yourself i did living my texan so did they remake big tex yes just to look the exact same you didn't get like a makeover the craziest thing is eric didn't even know big tex burned down i'm like you're not even a texan right exactly yeah so big tex was back and you know what last year i never saw big tex so i finally saw him i thought he was gonna look a little bit bigger i'm not gonna lie I only went to the fair one time in junior high. Okay, you need to go back as an adult. I think I would go back as an adult without my kids first and kind of get the lay of the land and see what the vibes are. They would enjoy it. They can see the animals. You can get like pretty close to them. You know where we could also do that? The zoo. It's not the same. (laughs) You're not behind a glass wall. Like they're there. I could like touch the cow's ass if I wanted to. But that also might be a downfall with little kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Via has, what was that? I think she's held a chicken. She's mm. held a bunny for sure. It's a chicken. <laughs> Look at all those chickens. So how was your week? It was pretty good. I had my birthday. You did indeed. Go around the earth. Go around the sun one more time. 26 now. What are we going to do when we're not in our 20s anymore? Like, fingers crossed, we'll have a really, really big and successful podcast by then that point. Then it'll be the, the 30-something podcast. Are we going to change it? It's still going to be my quarter-life crisis, but then we're going to say the 30-something podcast. Okay. <laughs> I guess we can talk about that in four years. <laughs> oh, four years? I'm closer to 30 now than 20. Ugh, I'm triggered. It was good. I just worked during the day and then that night we went to preston's parents house my brother-in-law made some burgers and preston's grandma made me a cheesecake she do be bacon i love me a cheesecake i love some homemade desserts so we did that and then i was like sorry guys i gotta go i have to make my massage And i just love me a massage i started dozing off and kept waking myself up from snoring um that was pretty much it throughout the week and then yeah this past weekend we did um we did go to like brunch lunch with my mom and my mima for my birthday we went to this restaurant called ford's garage which is in plano so the cool thing about that restaurant is my grandparents have been like involved with model a's which are like cars from like the 20s 30s my granddad was always like super into them like rebuilding them all this kind of stuff so they've been a part of the dallas model a club for over 30 years like my entire life and it was always like a really big thing my granddad had 
like a huge shop at their house. And so I literally like grew up in Model A's. Like we would be in parades. I would go on trips with them, like with the club, all this stuff. So it's it was like a really, like, it was a significant part of my life growing up, especially with my grandparents. And so my granddad passed in 2018 and he had this huge like separate shop that was kind of connected to their house. And you like literally cannot even imagine how much stuff was in there. They had two like running cars themselves. And then he had like the body, at least one, if not two bodies of another car, tools out the ass, so much stuff, parts everywhere. So it's been a big undertaking trying to get stuff cleared out because my meemaw wants to move closer to us. So it's been a big undertaking, like trying to clear that out. On an unexpected note, these two guys, I guess, somehow found my meemaw. I never, I guess, heard of how they got in contact originally, but they were like, hey, we're opening this restaurant. These are the only restaurants that are licensed by Ford Motor Company. Mm -hmm. And like the decorations on the walls are like parts and signs, all this stuff. So they somehow got in contact with my meemaw and they like made an arrangement. They were, and my meemaw was like, y'all can come in, get like the stuff that you want, whatever. Um, she gave them, I want to say even like a body of a car too. And they sent that stuff to Colorado, I believe. And it was like cleaned painted kind of like restored mm -hmm. and the entire restaurant is just like covered in my granddad's stuff like literally like all the parts and like pieces on the walls are his it's just from his stuff i mean there's like signs and stuff that weren't his he didn't really have signs in his garage but almost every piece of like car parts and stuff like that were his that's crazy so they recently got this plaque and it says, Welcome to Ford's Garage Plano. Here we celebrate the history and innovation of the Ford Motor Company and era of the 1920s. We are proud to display the collection of Bob and Faye Craig of Garland, Texas, 30-year members of the Dallas Model A Club. In loving memory of Bob, these rusty gold artifacts will be on display for years to come. And it was like really cool because it was the first time that I was there. And it's just so weird. Like how after you lose somebody, because my granddad is the first real loss that I've had in my life. And I mean, it was almost four years ago now. So it's just so strange how like loss and grief can still hit you unexpectedly and overwhelm you like even all those years later. Mm -hmm. And so when we got there, like when I read it, I just like started crying and I was just overwhelmed because he would have loved that. He would have thought that was the coolest thing ever. And it's just really nice to have a place where you can kind of feel connected. And like a lot of his stuff is immortalized. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just one of like the most, I think it's one of the coolest things you can ask for as a human because like once you're gone, sometimes it's like, do I have anything left behind? Are people going to know me? Do I have anything to show like for my life? And I just think it's really cool that like he definitely does. And I really hope that he knows that and sees that. That's so cool. I saw your story. And the crazy thing is I drive by that restaurant every single day. Mm -hmm. And before I even knew that 
they got your granddad's parts, I was saying, I want to go there. It looks cool because yeah. they were building it. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that they have like your grandpa stuff. So I've been wanting to go there. That's so cool though. Like if you're ever missing your grandpa, you can like go there and it's like you have a connection with that space. Totally. Like other people, I don't have any. Like if I miss my grandparents, I have no <laughs> go to the graveyard yeah well my mom even said that because my granddad is buried in the national cemetery because he is a veteran mm-hmm. and so every year for christmas they do like this thing called wreaths across america and it's essentially like a charity thing i want to say but you can pay for like a wreath to go on your loved one's like tombstone mm-hmm. but you can also purchase extra wreaths like for people that don't have remaining family stuff like that and then you get to go place it on their headstone. And so we've done that every year since. So anyways, we go to the cemetery, you know, at least once a year. Um, and my mom said when we were there, she was like, I feel more connected to him here than, you know, obviously in the cemetery. 100%. And now his passion is going to be shared with other people. Yeah. In like an actually meaningful way instead of just like selling off all of his belongings to randos. Like now it's creating the whole atmosphere of a restaurant, which is so cool. Totally. I just like I imagine like what his face would have looked like, like seeing it. That's like the only thing that sucks. And my grandma literally said that when we were there because the two owners came over and saw her and they were talking to us and they're so nice and they you know, we're catching up with my Mima and stuff, asking about my birthday. And they were just, you know, talking about the parts. And my Mima said, the only thing that's missing is that he never got to see it. And I was just like, damn, that is so true. But yeah, I was just, it's just still just shocking how overwhelming, you know, loss can take you over at any time. But I got, I mean, I got over kind of like the sadness of it. And I think because that was my first time there. So I think like the more that I go, I think mm-hmm. it will, I don't see it in a negative way. I obviously think of it as like a positive place. And also just separate of that, their food was amazing. Really? It was so good. Preston said his burger was one of the best burgers he's ever had in his life. Hmm. Well, we'll have to go. I also realized last week, I forgot something important as I was telling my story about Finn being born. When they were giving me my spinal block, they saw that my epidural fell out. That was like an important piece of information that I completely left out in the grand scheme. Just more details to add to that fucked up story. So when I was saying that I was unmedicated, I was genuinely unmedicated because somehow the port, whatever it is, like actually fell out of my back. So I genuinely had no medication. And then that's when they gave me my spinal. It's crazy. And my doctor, I also wanted to say afterwards we were talking he was basically saying like you know i'm still glad you tried for your v-back but like whatever and he was like with the position of where the baby was you had less than a five percent chance of having a vaginal birth oh my god so that's why i was saying like i really did come to like a piece of just knowing that that's something about my body that's all but i i left those parts out last week anywho time for the the main entree (laughs) so this week at work um we had a conference call with a lawyer. For some context, I am the safety manager for a trucking company. So it's not necessarily like crazy that I would need to talk to a lawyer, you know, for some stuff going on. Um, But this is my first time kind of having like a legit full on conversation. 
And, you know, he was just asking me some questions and we were just going through some stuff. My imposter syndrome was absolutely insane. The entire conversation, just in my head, I was like, why are you talking to me? Why don't you go ask the grownups? <laughs> like, why don't you go ask one of the adults? I'm still at the kids' table. My mind, I am literally still 16 and I'm just like playing the part of an adult. And I was able to, you know, communicate effectively. Like I obviously have those skills. I was able to communicate, answer his questions. I can speak eloquently enough in a like professional manner. But I just felt like I was pulling stuff out of my ass when I wasn't. You mm -hmm. know, I just felt that way. And it's just so crazy. I'm like, I am now 26 years old. I'm married. I have two kids. I'm a homeowner. But I just, I'm like, why are you talking to me? I'm the kid here. <laughs> I don't know. It was just wild. Was that the first time you felt that way in like a work context? It was the first major time that I had felt that because, you know, I talked to our drivers, our mm -hmm. men, frankly, that are old enough to be my father <laughs> for the <laughs> most part. So, I mean, I'm talking to older people on the regular. So that's not something that I'm not used to. Even when I worked at Plato's in high school, I was like a manager key holder literally at 16. And I was the manager of people that were literally double my age. So that part isn't weird to me. I think maybe because it just literally was a lawyer and it was so official. <laughs> question mark maybe because somebody it's not i'm not used to talking to on a regular basis maybe that was it but i'm just like when does that go away you know i am an adult i have the qualifications to be here i have the qualifications to be talking to you on this phone call otherwise i wouldn't be here i obviously have the information that you're looking for i think it comes with time because like at first well i would say when I first became a loan officer, I felt that way a lot because I would be talking to clients who are like 50s, 60s, have a lot of money, and they're asking me for financial advice. And I'm like, who am I to give you financial advice? Totally. And at first it was like so trippy because I was like, I'm not qualified to give you advice. But then as time went on, like I learned that I am qualified to give people financial advice because it's literally my job. But at first it was just so weird. Like, cause I feel like if you're younger and if you're a woman, you feel like less than. So I would always try to like sound more mature or sound older when I was talking to people. I would never admit to a client that I was like in my twenties. Never. Cause I didn't want them to like look down on me because of that. Yeah. It was definitely weird consulting clients like that. And then especially when I became a sales manager, especially in the finance industry, like it's not very common to be a sales manager in your twenties. I would say probably the average age of a sales manager and mortgage is like 35 and I would say maybe less than 10% of the sales managers and mortgage are women so it's like definitely a male dominated industry and I think I am the youngest sales manager at our company and I remember having a call with my boss's boss who's the VP of like all of the sales agents and he literally asked me like how old are you and I was like, no, you don't ask a lady her age trying to be like, <laughs> don't ask me that. Yeah. But he kept going. I was like, I'm 25. I think they're actually technically not supposed to ask your age. Uh, I think I an know. employer's 
technically whatever i ask you that i was like i'm 25 and at first i was like insecure about that but it's also made me want to work harder to prove myself and like prove myself that i deserve a seat at the table because i am capable of doing my job but i would say the first couple months i was like really stressed about that i was like they're gonna think like we made the wrong choice like i am too young blah 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 but it's like no that's just like bullshit thoughts that come into my head like i am capable i'm doing well like my team's doing well age is literally just a number so are most of the people on your team young older than you yeah i think only one of my employees is younger than me at first i wouldn't even tell my employees my age because i thought they wouldn't respect me either um, but then over time, I really don't care. <laughs> and now I'm way more comfortable with like my employees. I was just really worried about that at the beginning because I was like, these people, like, they don't know me at all. They don't know that I was successful as a loan officer. They're going to just look at me like, who is this girl? Like, why is she our boss? But now I'm just comfortable, like with myself and my role. And all of my employees know that I'm 25. Like, it's not a secret. And I've told them like, I started off with no experience and I've worked my way up and got like four promotions and now I here I am today like there's no secret like you can do it too. Right. Yeah, you were talking about your age and when I was on this phone call one of the people that was on the call was like Addison you sound significantly younger than us so they like made a joke about like phones or whatever and they were like Addison you sound significantly younger than us so you may not even know what we're talking about. What were they talking about? Just like phone numbers, like it was just it was like nothing, oh, but okay. it was he, he was essentially saying that he made like an old person's joke and that I sounded significantly younger, and so I may not understand, and I'm like, I already feel like I'm just a kid like sitting in on this conversation, so yikes, <laughs> it's also so weird if you think about it that people can identify your age by how your voice sounds, right? It's like, what does an old person's voice sound like? like how is my voice gonna change? But it is. But it's like, what specifically changes? I don't know. Well, it's like, obviously, like an old, old person, like elderly, you can tell that because they sound frail. But like, what does a 40-year-old sound like? Maybe it's just lower. You think? I mean, if you think about us as teenagers, I would say our voices were probably higher. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe your voice just kind of drops a little bit as you get older. Interesting. Because I always thought that was weird. Because I was a loan officer over the phone. Like, I was in phone sales. And people could tell. They're like, you sound young. And I'm like, how can you tell? Yeah, I guess. Interesting things. I just, I want to know. Like, you were saying, you know, you feel comfortable talking to the people on your team and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I feel that way, too. Because when I first started, you know, I was being you know a safety manager i'm you know sometimes kind of having to try to keep people in line which that's part of the job being the manager of anybody but i would literally have to be calling these guys that are double my age literally have children older than me some of them and i'm like having a call and kind of be like what's going on why are you doing this or like trying to like kind of keep some people in line or even get on to people about certain things and that dynamic is hard as hell as it is but I think that definitely comes with time because now like I can pick up the phone and just do it. It just is whatever. It doesn't mean it's not intimidating, but it just, you know, comes with time. But even being three, I'm three years almost into my job. And like I said, this was the first time that I had ever 
had to have had a phone call like this. I don't usually have to communicate with people that I don't work with on like a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, If I do, it's usually over email. So I think maybe that was the trigger for me in this situation. Like a phone call with someone you didn't know? Yeah. And especially somebody, a lawyer is like, that's a legit profession, you know, like that's a, (laughs) that's a professional, you know? And when you're dealing with the law and stuff like that, it's just intimidating. I think, I don't think even if I had a hundred phone calls like this all the time, I would still think that it's normal to feel intimidated by it. I just literally the whole time I was like, why am I sitting in on this grown up phone call? I also think the older I've gotten and the more like experience I've gotten, job titles are just kind of like titles to me. Because mm-hmm. I've had, I think my first client as a loan officer was like the head of IT for FEMA. And I felt so out of place. I'm like, if this guy only knew, yeah, he would never do business with me. And he, <laughs> yeah. he never found out that he was my first client, thank God. And, I'm, and it's crazy, <laughs> but like now compared, like I have a guy, I have a client right now who's a lawyer and it just doesn't phase me now. Like at first I used to think, oh, they're so smart. Like they're going to see past me. Like they're going to know that they're smarter than me. But at the same time, you are like an expert in your own field. And like these people that talk to me, they don't know. Like they, th- they might think they know about mortgage, but they don't. And so it's like, I have more like confidence in myself. Like I know what they don't. And so like they're coming to me for a reason. Right. I think that's the perfect way to put it. I think that's how I felt. Like they're going to see right through me mm-hmm. because is that not what life is just in general like i feel like every single day i am faking it until i make it obviously like i do know certain things but parenting you know some shit with work i'm just doing the best that i can and so i think that's totally how i felt i was like they're gonna see right through me you know they're gonna think that i'm not with the shit but obviously i am because i'm here and i'm the one giving you the information that you're looking for on this phone call that's life as a young professional. I Yeah, I do wonder, though, like, at what point do you not feel that at all anymore? Because I still feel that way, like, whenever we meet as a whole group of sales managers. Like, I'm not the one to interject my thoughts or anything because I have the least experience <laughs> out of everybody. But, like, if I'm talking to, like, my boss or my boss's boss, I'm very confident in myself. But I'm still, like, in a group setting, not going to interject my thoughts. So I wonder at what point will I feel confident enough in my own experience to do that? I don't know. I get that too because like I can talk to our employees and stuff and people that I communicate with on the daily. I can talk to them just fine. But whenever I have a safety meeting and I have to stand up and talk to everybody at one time, maybe it's the public speaking of it all, (laughs) but just having to stand up and kind of show like my role as like a safety manager, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm about to shit myself every time. The more you lead those meetings, like the more like because I used to have to lead these trainings with like 200, 300 LOs. And at first I was like mortified, but then I just have gotten so used to it. And I meet with my team at least three days a week. And I used to be horrible, horrible at public speaking, speaking. But now it's just like whatever. I don't know. Repetition. If you had to do it every week, I promise it would just you'd get over it. Probably. Yeah. I hope I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I swear it's not that bad. Well, I guess speaking of lawyers, (laughs) let me pivot. Speaking of the law. You haven't seen any of the Daryl Brooks trial. You haven't gotten any of it on TikTok. I don't even know who that is. (sighs) Last November, he drove his car 
into a crowd of people at a Christmas parade in Wisconsin and killed six people, I believe, and injured a few others. I'm sure you heard about it at the time. Hmm. So now he's on trial? Yes. And it is the wildest shit. So he's representing himself. Okay, let me just say that. I don't think that he's been representing himself that long. I think maybe it's only even been a week or so because he did have counsel for the beginning and he fired them. He did get to keep all of their notes and stuff, I guess, but he fired his team and is now representing himself. And it is the absolute biggest shit show I've ever seen. He is the textbook definition of a narcissist which I think explains a lot why he fired his team. He thinks that he's smarter than them, thinks he can do better than them. Obviously, that's wrong. That's like the first thing I thought when you said he fired his legal team. I'm like, what person in their right mind would think that they know more than these attorneys who passed the bar? Exactly. I mean, what person in their right mind drives their vehicle into a crowd of people? That as well. Um, But that's not really the concern of this trial, I don't think. I think the main concern is um, proving whether it was an accident or if he meant oh, to do it. Was, it. Like, planned. I think so. Hmm. Man, the bits and pieces. I cannot watch the whole thing. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, I had it on in the background while I was working all day, every day. This trial, I literally cannot listen to every bit of it. He is so argumentative. He is so disrespectful like finding the words is so hard he argues with the judge so much and then he's telling her to like explain the law to him and she's like no that's what you get for representing yourself i don't have to explain the law to you she should technically be treating him like a lawyer Mm -hmm. the problem is that the judge is trying so hard to like keep her cool and keep things professional when she has every right to lose it on him but she's trying so hard to work with him because she's trying not to give grounds for like a mistrial or for him to have grounds for an appeal Mm -hmm. the problem that i saw last week i think she was is being too lenient with him I think she's too scared and trying to be too careful. And so she is like arguing back and forth with him, giving him way too many chances for things. And I think she really needs to try to get like a hold of the courtroom and to kind of like assert her position. But like he's yelling at her and being like, how do you even call yourself a judge? And what the fuck? He's like showing evidence that is not like submitted into evidence he has these pictures from his jail cell and he brought them to court that day and was like have you seen these pictures before and held up these pictures that nobody had ever seen before to the person on the stand and they were like you can't just pull pictures out of your ass and show them to somebody and then the other team was going on to say something like okay well if he does this then we're gonna have to go into the fact that he impregnated his mother's child when she was a minor and is a registered sex offender because of that and just like goes into all this stuff and he loses his shit and he was like she told me she was 18 if you think you think you know so much and just starts like yelling in court so the judge has kicked him out of court multiple times and has sent him to the courtroom next door multiple times and like they he's been watching with a screen and with headphones she had to throw him into the other courtroom the other day so she could be able to mute his microphone because she literally cannot get one word out without him 
arguing with her. Wow. I need you to watch some TikToks on it. It's, Send me some. Okay, I will. I just can't believe he knows that he's going to prison for the rest of his life. I think is he just trying to like make a name for himself? I think he just wants to argue for argument's sake, but also what is he going to do? Sit in a jail cell all day every day? I literally think that he knows that this is his last chance. He's just fucking around to, to get some ex- human interaction or what? Yeah, literally and to like exercise any sort of rights, you know, in the real world. I think he knows that and he's just taking oh, cool. full advantage of it. He knows that he has the right to a fair trial, but even the jury is literally doing like musical chairs all day because the judge keeps having to send them in and out because she's trying to have the jury not see his erratic behavior so that they don't have a bias towards Mm -hmm. him. And he just, he's going off the rails. It is absolutely insane. And it's like, on one hand, you're like, how do we allow this? But on the other hand, it's his constitutional right. Has Homeboy never seen, like, a recording of a court trial? Like, you just kind of sit there until someone tells you to do something. Well, he's definitely mimicking the state because, you know, he's asking people, um, like, what do you do for a living? Like, he's mimicking kind of how the state um, starts questioning witnesses and stuff like that. But he doesn't understand like certain questions that he asks can open the door to other stuff, which is what the other side was saying. They were, they were literally trying to help him and he did not see it. They were like, if you ask this question, we're gonna have to go into the fact that you're a registered sex offender. So just sit there and shut the fuck up. And then he starts arguing with them. I need somebody oh to my. talk about this with. <laughs> my brother-in-law, Andrew, is the only person that I know actively watching it. And we were just texting each other back and forth the other day. The judge literally, she said something that he didn't like. And he sat there staring at her, holding eye contact. His face was like. (laughs) But he has like a criminal past. You know, he fucking killed six people. I think the situation, what happened, he was in an argument with his um chap. I don't know if they were girlfriends boyfriend at the time or whatever but he was in an argument with his child's mother she somehow left and i think that he was angry leaving the situation and so i don't know if he was like angry and speeding too much you know and lost control and accidentally went into this parade or if he was angry and that was yeah his way of handling it was purposefully plowing over this crowd of people which like i said i think is part of the trial but wow i'm gonna send you some clips and if anybody has watched any of this i need you to talk to me about it Another news story that just makes me feel incredibly sane. So in Kardashian news, since it's been a little minute since we talked about them, have you seen the whole Young Sweet Row slash Travis Scott back and forth? No. Have you heard of her before, Young Sweet Row? Young Mm -hmm. Sweet Row? Negative. I don't know how I found this out. Probably, obviously, the internet. (laughs) But I've known about Young Sweet Row for probably a year. Who is she? She is Travis Scott's alleged mistress. But the photos, if you... Okay, so this but girl... I mean, like, sorry, is she like a model? She's like an Instagram baddie. Okay. You know, 200, 200K followers. I mean, she's not Kylie Jenner. But I'll be damned. She looks like a wannabe Kylie Jenner. Let me show you. Okay. So the interesting facts about Young Sweet Row is that There's photos of her and Travis Scott that go back 10 years. And she was posting stuff recently of her like at a music video shoot with Travis Scott. Mm -hmm. Hold on. 
even the way she talks sounds like she wants to be Kylie Jenner. It's freaky. Hold on. I'm 34 weeks today. Bible. So her real name is Rogine Carr. That's her. Okay. Persian Barbie, as they call her. Okay. So she's pretty. Travis Scott is being accused of cheating on Kylie Jenner after being spotted with a woman the rapper was linked to for years. Ten years, to be to be honest. The woman, who goes by moniker Young Sweet Roe, was rumored to have dated the rapper before he was linked to Kylie, but the new report alleges that Scott and Young Sweet Roe could be seeing each other once more. Um, it started after the model posted a video of her Instagram story that showed her behind the set on a camera shoot with Scott seen in the background. The caption she put was, I'm directing Avi. Um, do, 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 do. Here's the story that she posted. Okay. Um, and then this is the first time that Travis Scott has addressed this publicly because this has been like an ongoing kind of back and forth thing for years like people have wondered like are they are young sweet row and travis really together like is kylie simply just using him because she already has a child with him and wants another one it's been a whole thing so travis scott addressed it on his story and said it's a lot of weird shit going on an uninvited person was sneaking photos on what was supposed to be a closed set while I was directing a video. I'm saying this for the last time. I don't know this person. I've never been with this person. So please stop with the continuous cyber games and the fictional storytelling. So you put black screen. Because I've been good. I posted whatever fucking story you guys wanted me to post. I This is Young Sweet Row. Like bullshit I got from it, but to say you don't know me and you've never been with me when you've definitely been with me when fucking everybody's seen you with me when I have pictures and videos of you with me. Come on, I need the receipt. Doesn't she look like Kylie a little bit? I mean, I guess. So then Young Sweet Rope posted a photo on her grid caption Tell her to be me for Halloween since she wants you to love her so bad. <laughs> Kylie posts these two photos back to back after this kind of like back and forth and then in her caption is in your dreams heart emoji so like they're sub sub instagramming each other what <laughs> it is crazy i need the receipts i need i need pictures or a video of her with travis there are photos of them together the the thing that people are trying to figure out is who is the mistress? Because the timeline of it all makes it seem like Kylie was the other woman. Because okay. Young Sweet Roe and Travis, like, she was, like, at his shows when he was, like, a nobody. Right. Like, there's photos of them together at, like, his initial things, like, when no one knew who he was. Right. And there's also, like, different lyrics in his songs that, like, evades to, like, come – like, he had a love and he's going to come back for them. And people just – they're kind of torn. They're like, is Young Sweet Row like his like true like love and like Kylie's just kind of like his side fling? Or is Kylie like right now in the present, is Kylie who he's with and Young Sweet Row's kind of just like throwing shit at them? Because it could honestly go either way. But this is the first time that Travis has like publicly acknowledged Young Sweet Row. I have so many thoughts. So maybe travis was with her first and then once he started to gain some popularity i mean if a kardashian is coming at you and basically about to set you up for a life i don't think it's wild to say that maybe he ditched her for kylie 
Second, how are you going to say that you have never met somebody that you literally don't know them when there are picture and video proof of you two together? That is, it's giving like Ray J. Have you seen like all the stuff with Ray J recently of him saying like, we planned to sell the sex tape and y'all are lying on my name, all this stuff. Did you watch any of his lives like maybe a month ago? No, I heard about it though. It was it's really kind of like giving that like y'all know what's going on here and you're trying to make me look crazy. Third, why is he saying more on this situation than he said on Astro World? T. I'm trying to find there's other receipts. And there's some there's some part of the story that has to do with Valentine's Day and then Kai or um Travis posts a photo and is like if you don't know what this is and you weren't with me on Valentine's Day. But then Young Sweet Row has like photos of them. It's a whole thing. I need her to pop off. Here's the thing though. She's one of those people that has a lot of followers, but it's private. So you have to request to follow her. And then what I've heard, I haven't requested to follow her because <laughs> I don't care. But I, I care, but I just don't care enough. She'll let you follow her, but then she'll like block you and unblock you like an hour later. So you can only look at her stuff for so long. But it's also crazy because if you look back on her timeline and his, they post photos like at the same location, like the same time, but they're not in the photo together. There was one photo of him like at like some mountain and he's like in the whole snow shit. Same day she posts could be the same location photo of just her. So it's like they're posting the same location, the same time, but they're not together. It's wild. And it's like, why is Kylie not addressing this? They address everything. What is she supposed to say? I don't know. I mean, I guess she is addressing it by like posting her little photo and said, in your dreams, heart face or heart. I don't know. I feel like the Kardashians don't address stuff until it is something because they really didn't. They hardly even address all that Ray J stuff. From like last month, I feel like they wouldn't officially address it until she did start posting pictures and videos of them together, completely contradicting Travis's statement. Yeah, but it is kind of out of pocket for him to say like he doesn't know this woman. Like everyone knows you know her. Like it's a known fact. Like there's there's photos of them together. Right. So it's like, what are you saying? You don't know her? Like that doesn't line up. That is the th- and how did she get into your video shoot if she like you can't just sneak into a bit vi- like what are you no, talking about no that is the thing about the Kardashians they will like make a claim and hold to it until the day they die even if we all know that it's not true like that like the Ray J stuff they have obviously collaborated with him in some way about these videos whether it was the original release of the sex tape or not they have obviously collaborated with him in some regards to that and then even going back to them not having work done to not having bbls and we were all just supposed to believe that and they literally hold on to that to this day their asses all just got fat simultaneously and then have no curves and then have now all deflated simultaneously Mm -hmm. yeah that's just the thing about them it's like they're gonna say something and then they're going to die on that hill yeah it is different, though, because Kylie is allegedly still with Travis. So it's kind of reminding me of the whole Tristan and, you know, whatever that that girl's name was. Yeah. Third baby mama. 
it's like, I don't know, is this going to be in the show? I kind of doubt it because Kylie doesn't really put her dirty laundry out there. She's very, very private. Yeah. It's just cringy. Did you watch this week's episode? Yeah, I don't even remember what happened. I just, Kendall the entire time, I was like, how are you not hearing what you're saying? She complained the entire episode. Again, like the Michaela situation, not to say if you're in like a in like a seat of privilege it's not to say that you don't have the right to complain or that things don't go wrong for you but i'm just like she's like i just want to be in wyoming on a farm with all these animals like okay go what go yeah you flew to vegas on your sister's private plane you had a private cabana with your friends and your brothers and you had to stay and like take some pictures you're getting paid five six figures to be there for this appearance you go to a private dinner afterwards so again you don't have to see anybody and then you fly home on your sister's private plane that same night to go back to your home your million multi-million dollar home and she's just like bitching the entire time about how she's such a homebody she doesn't want to do any of that she just wants to be on this farm in wyoming you can feel that way sure maybe hold that one in you know it's just funny because she wants to be the businesswoman, but businesswoman, no, you have to do some things you don't want to do if you want to advance your business. If you want to market your company, you have to do that stuff. Literally, like if you don't want to have to go do these things, why did you start a tequila brand? Like you're star- it's a it's a company that you should be making club appearances for if you're wanting clubs to sell your liquor. It's that is the exact place of your marketing. It's like maybe you should hire like another face of the brand if you don't want it to be you? Question mark. Maybe you should have started like a home interior like design company because then you could do all your shoots from your house. Maybe she should have started a company like Jacqueline Hill's Cozy. Cozy. I want to look at that stuff because I bet it is actually really good. I'm just afraid it's going to be expensive. It's going to be like $120 for pajama bottoms. I bet you. You think like barefoot dreams level? Yeah. But I bet it's going to be good stuff. Oh, I bet it will be. But I also, when celebs drop things, I'm never going to be the first one to buy it. Yeah. I'm always going to wait for other people to give me feedback first. Yeah. I saw somebody said to her on Instagram to Jacqueline, like, went from fuzzies in your lipsticks to selling fuzzy blankets mm-hmm. hey she's on that come up i will say jacqueline hill has done a really good job of like rebounding and not letting that her scandals like knock her down and she really is being the businesswoman here oh yeah she's she's got a couple companies she has the cosmetic company the, jacqueline Roxanne. the jewelry company this but then she also has like that it's a plat it's like a shop it's like shopify i think it's like a platform that also what is, it is a warehouse it's um in that in shopping get in that it's something like catchy. it's almost like a way for her to kind of like triple dip her toe because it's a platform it's almost like like to know it in a certain way because she can also add certain things that I think that she likes, but it's also another platform mm-hmm. for her to sell her own goods. Yeah. She's also selling. Yeah. She she like partners with companies that she likes their products and she also sells them. Right. It's very interesting. But no, she's she's doing the right thing. She's diversifying her, you know, goods that she's selling. She she's annoys not- the shit out of me as a person, but she is like the businesswoman of America. She's very smart. She's got fucking money. Money, money, money. 
I cannot wait to see her wedding. God. Just imagine. It's, it's going to be. It's going to be so insanely over the top. I love that shit, though. It's because, like, us normal folks, <laughs> us commoners don't do that. It's like, I want to see the quarter million dollar wedding. I just want to see the photos. And you know when the time comes, I'm going to be stalking socials and finding anyone and everybody that would be there and stalking their socials. That's how I feel about Whitney. Whitney Simmons, I know she got married. I think it was two weeks ago. She had like a friggin' she might have had them sign NDAs. No one. I can't find anything. I've been looking at her photographer, her Mm -hmm. videographer, her sister. I can't find shit. She's got that shit on lockdown. I think she got married about two weeks ago. I think that they went on their honeymoon. I think they got home, kind of let the dust settle, got a few things taken care of for work. And then yesterday, she finally started giving us some wedding content. Mm-hmm. The rehearsal. Of the rehearsal. And But I saw people commenting like, wake up, it's Whitney's wedding weekend. I'm like, I don't think so. I think it already happened. Yeah. Especially because the video she posted was like edited. Yeah. Legit. I don't think somebody would have scrapped that but altogether some of the overnight. Wording, it sounded like she was talking in the past tense. It didn't sound like it was supposed to be current. What'd she say? I don't remember, but it I don't know. One of the posts she had, it sounded like it was written in the past tense. All I saw was the caption, so it's gonna be forever. There was another one too. I I have been hungry for that shit. Whitney Simmons wedding is more private than Sarah Highlands. And Wells. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me, though. Really? Sarah Highland and Wells and all of Bachelor Nation are the biggest oh, yeah, thirst, thirst monsters. monsters. I don't know. That they had funny, a people though. exclusive for their wedding. They're not trying to, like, keep anything on the download. They're trying to have it big, and they're trying to get paid for it, and they did. Who was the person, though, that, like, leaked their... They posted their wedding photos before the bride and groom had been able to... Was for it, their wedding? Yeah, like someone like, spilled the tea and like posted photos like on their wedding day when they weren't supposed to post photos. Probably anybody from Bachelor Nation. It wasn't. It was like a real celeb, but... This their wedding that. was just so funny because it's like half Bachelor Nation nobodies who are like trying to sell fit tea mm-hmm. and then half of... Like Hollywood? Sofia Vergara. It was Sofia Vergara. Oh. That she, <laughs> was half so of the cast of Modern Family. Crazy. When two worlds collide. married up, for sure. What song is that? When two different worlds collide. Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato. Ow. Once again, I make a reference that you don't know about because of your childhood. Sorry. (laughs) I have forgotten to ask you, have you watched any more Gilmore Girls? No. And you know what? What? I was supposed to go on a (laughs) tangent earlier, and I forgot (laughs) until now. Some make it quick. I have figured out a life hack on getting cardio done and enjoying it. Uh huh. You ready for this? You ready for this? You ready for this? I don't know. I also have been doing. I started this seventy-five day challenge. Some people do seventy-five day hard. I'm doing the soft version because I'm not like a psycho, and I'm not gonna just eat like raw vegetables and stuff. Like I can't do that. So I'm doing the 75 days soft. So I'm going to work out like five days a week at least. The other two days will be active rest. So like walk around the neighborhood vibes. So anyways, I started that this week. But spoiler alert, book club comes out this Friday and I had to get this book finished. Honestly, time was 
passing by very quickly. <laughs> so I brought my Kindle to the gym. Reading while I was doing like an L- like a incline walk on the treadmill, time flew by so fast. Are you doing 12, 330? Kind of. I'm not to the 12 <laughs> incline yet. I'm just not that fit yet. Okay, good. But I was doing that and I was reading and I swear to God, I was in my own world. I had no idea. Like I would look up and I had been walking for 45 minutes. It was crazy. I I get it. Can you read in the car? Yeah. No, no, no. I get I get motion sick. Okay. I'm thinking like that's how I would feel. Uh-uh. It's crazy. Because if you're like walking and like bouncing up and down, I feel like I wouldn't be able to keep my place where yeah. I'm reading. I couldn't run and do it. But if you're going to do like an incline walk. Mm-hmm. It was okay. It was great. Like I'm not joking. If you struggle getting through cardio because you're like mentally, you know, the mental struggle, you're like, I'm tired. I was doing the same exact workout that I do all the time when I'm not reading. And normally I'm like trying to like encourage myself, like keep going. You can do it. I would walk for 45, 50 minutes and be completely unfazed. So that is my freaking hack. And I swear to God, I'm going to be knocking books out like this and that. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, our book club does come out this Friday. It ends with us. It starts with us. (laughs) It starts with us. Stay tuned. If you haven't already, read the book. Listen to book club. Let me know. If you're you're struggling to get through cardio, I swear to God, get a Kindle. I don't know about reading a physical book at the gym. I think that would be a pain. Bring the Kindle to the gym. Get your setup going. Headphones in. Some, like soft music in the background it can't be too loud and distract you from the book but i'm telling you it was a vibe maybe even getting the audio with it too like an audiobook to like read and listen to the audio at the same time some people i can't do that i can't either i didn't know that people did that but they do what the fuck that's so weird to me alexis does that alexis i'm so sorry that sounds so weird but no, I swear, like, I'm, I'm passionate <laughs> about this. I believe you. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling Nobody's you Nobody's arguing. Because even, like, if I work out and I, like, watch a show or watch YouTube, I'm still very cognizant of the time that's passing Me by. Me too. Maybe I should try it. But I'm when I'm reading way. that book, I am like, it was wild. I'm telling you. That's my hack. Do it this week and get back to me. I don't have um I don't have a treadmill. At your gym there's no treadmills? No, there's um there's like exercise bikes and like a cable machine, but no no treadmill. What about the rec? Don't you have a membership there? Yeah, I can do I yeah, I can maybe do that. Promise you, just do it like three days. Start our new book for the next book club. I'll try it out. I'm telling you, you get in your zone. But anywho, I'm I've worked out six out of the seven days this week. And I haven't been dreading it. Like, I just go, I bring my book, get into my book, read, get off. And I'm like, good job. Yay. I've just been donating money to the gym this past month. I have not had time. You have to make the time. Because here's the thing. No one really has the time. We've been going at 6 a.m. Because I I've realized I cannot make myself go after work because I'm so drained. I need to go in the morning. Yeah. But you might need to be able to go like at night because weren't you in a better routine when you were going at like 8 or 9 p.m.? Yeah, but some days I'm literally not available to go until like 9.30 and that's hard. Yeah, you just got to plan that shit out. But I'll try to get I'll try to get there and try it out. 
let me know. Well, that's that on that, y'all. Thank you guys for tuning into another episode of My Quarter Life Crisis. Be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend about My Quarter Life Crisis. You know, rate, review, subscribe, all the tings. Share. Leave some comments on Instagram. You know, all the tings. As always, you can find us at My Quarter Life Crisis Pod. You can find me at Addison Eteaki, E-T-E-A-K-I. And you can follow me on Insta at Caroline.Clon, C-L-O-N. Until next week. Well, we'll see you Friday for book club. Mm -hmm. But after that, we'll see you then. (laughs) Bye. Bye.